Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Movies create distant worlds and parallel universes that help us transport our physical being into a world lost to our own cognition. But what happens when the world of our dreams doesn't make sense? What happens when the magic of movies turns into a cheap card trick? Can we still enjoy a movie that asks us to suspend our disbelief and accept the outlandish premise of such movies such as Back to the Future, Star Wars, and every film made by Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, we can. Here at Switch the Envelope, we love movies so much that when presented with a movie or a script whose premise is so outlandish, so unbelievable, that Jeff and I are only left with one explanation. Because movies. No, dude, this movie has some major plot hole problems. Because movies. Physics does not tell us that you have to go 88 miles an hour to go back in time. Because movies. On tonight's Because Movies, we will look at two blockbuster films that have unbelievable plot holes. Corey and I will do our darndest to prove that these stories are flawless, but if we don't succeed, we'll have to shrug it off with a simple Because Movies. Sometimes things just don't add up, Jeff. No, they don't. But in the movies, they don't care. All right, our first movie, let's go. On August 2nd, 2002, M. Night Shyamalan Signs was released in the US. Due to the rising talent of M. Night Shyamalan, only a few years off the popularity of The Sixth Sense, and the star power of Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix, Signs took in just over $408 million at the box office. Signs? was a success. Among the movies of M. Night Shyamalan, it stands out as one of the director's more prolific films. Though time has not been kind to the work produced by Shyamalan, this film remains an enjoyable popcorn movie. So, Corey, what's wrong with Signs? Well, there's a, there's a few huge glaring things with Signs that don't quite add up, Jeff. I agree. I am a... I am very into discussing these big, giant holes. <laughs> big, giant holes in this plot. Now, hole, Holes is a completely different movie, Jeff. We can oh, get sorry, to that sorry. in another, I thought we another episode. Into, thought we were, I thought we were getting to... Uh, <laughs> sorry, not Shyamalan, but Shia LaBeouf. This Shia is LaBeouf, Shyamalan. not Shyamalan. Yeah. Gotcha. Shyamalan? Shia. Shyam. Shia? 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 Shyamalan. Got it. I'm doing Letterman here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I picked up on it. I picked up on the Uma Oprah. Gotcha. Um, and so anybody like from the, the one, 90s will get it. Yeah. <laughs> the the one huge plot hole that like everybody picks apart in, in this movie, and it is kind of a big, big point of contention when you're seeing this movie, is that aliens have now invaded Earth, right? <clears throat> so this is what the problem is. They 
they tell us that they're picking certain spots of the country to go to slowly. They're going in the back door kind of a situation because mm. they don't want to just do an Independence Day kind of thing. They want to do a slow move. Yeah, I mean, I, I figure like you could you could sign off on aliens picking sort of random points across the landmass. That's fine. It would be more or less, you know, sort of like, oh, that's a flatter place to to land. It doesn't seem like there's lots of lights that we can see from space in that particular area. Um, it would be an easy place to sort of lay low and then plan your sort of spread. I can I can get behind that approach. Lots of open cornfields to land yeah. your land your plane. You know, like like you know, people are already scared that they do, even when that was revealed to be a hoax. Uh, but really, it's it's the turn on this movie where you find out the weakness of this particular alien race is water. Water, Jeff. What makes up the majority of the surface of our planet? Water. Water. Why would an alien race choose to infiltrate a planet that is like 70% something that can kill them? What the more important question is why would you come to Earth when there are so many other planets that have almost zero water on them? Yeah, like dude, go to Mars. Like you missed it. Yeah. Mars make a U turn Venus Mercury. Right on right on back. All of that. All of them. They have they have lots of lots of lots of lots of land. Nothing no no water. Yeah, I mean aside from the sort of like um no life can exist without water theory you know, scientific theory that's out there. Um, but we do know that water is their weakness. Water dissolves them like the wicked witch of the fucking West. Right. So the, the attack on earth is, is a bad choice by the aliens. And I'm not sure that we're supposed to think, well, these aliens are bad at attacking because they, the, their strategy is not high on, on the level. Maybe they're not as intelligent uh, beings as, as we had, you know, hoped that a, an alien, um, race would be right now. Like, now we maybe have to they, say may, this, maybe they made a mistake. We have to have to clarify that in War of the Worlds, uh, the original. I think in the new one, I can't remember the new one, but in the original one, what kills them is bacteria. That is not a plot. That is not a hole in their plot. With water being the main thing that destroys these aliens, why did they pick Pennsylvania? <laughs> <clears throat> why the northeast at all i know why? that there was why? there was a troop that landed in mexico jeff so like some of them got it okay yeah but it's there's very an, dry in most of of uh mexico there's like 15 states they could have landed in why and there's yeah. no why didn't they land in barstow isn't uh, like pennsylvania touches a, a great lake right yeah yeah lake erie <laughs> it's yeah, a baker <laughs> the invasion of baker totally <laughs> Giant thermometer. They've got the alien jerky. They would have felt right. Do you at think home, anybody Jeff. would have noticed the aliens if they just went to the Bun Boy? Come no, on, no. those guys could have walked right into the Bun Boy, gotten a shake at the Mad Greek. Yeah, you know they, what I mean. They, they could have just set up shop, and people would visit them uh, as a tourist destination. And guess what? No water, no yeah. water anywhere. No water in Baker. <laughs> Not a drop. But they went to Pennsylvania, where there's Lake Erie and there's a bunch of rivers, and, and then they could get killed. And and they have very wet seasons. <laughs> Exactly, snow. like the like when they were first seen by Mr. Joaquin Phoenix and mm. Mel Gibson in a cornfield with a bunch of dew on the on the corn on the and corn. Oh, there. the fog, Jeff! Oh, the, don't forget about the fog. Yes, so they're running through all this all this dew that's on the corn, and somehow it doesn't affect them. Uh, maybe they were running through that corn like fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> 
like, God damn it, get back to the ship. Fuck, fuck, God damn it. We made a mistake. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I can't see a justification for that story point. You know, that, that the aliens would choose to go to, to a place. Like I said, unless they randomly went to a spot, like just to scout it out. Hey, but then the I don't know why called, they stayed. The movie's called Signs. They yeah. mapped out the Earth, put signs down, mm. and then landed don't there. Go to Pennsylvania. It wasn't. It X. wasn't random. <laughs> it wasn't random. They figured out a place that would be most beneficial to them, and then they landed. That's the Except whole point that, of it. But it's Except, not most beneficial to them. No, because it's a wet area. They can't go <laughs> yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, like, and not I, only I that, think... but there's water in the atmosphere. You can't just go if you're if you can't. I don't Especially understand, in the north, like, how... northeast, right? Exactly. What if it rained? Yeah. What if it snowed? Yeah, they they would be completely fucked. It, it it doesn't make much sense that water would be their would be their weakness. You know, I I can't I can't get it. It's convenient um, for the story, and I think it's it's only that, and and that's where like the story starts to feel forced, right? This little girl that's in the movie, she is constantly. I mean, she that little part where she fills up a glass of water for a guy needs some water, and then takes two sips and sets a cup down is completely plausible. You and I both have children, small children that do exactly that. They'll ask to open a juice box or something. They'll take two sips. They're like, I'm done and set it down somewhere in your house and then forget about it. And then you run across it a week later and you're like, what the, who opened this juice box? And you're like, oh, that's right. I did a week ago. Um, so like that, that part is fine. You know, and, but then they had to shoehorn that little quirk, the little little kid quirk into the plot and then they're like, and that brings us to the ending, which doesn't make yeah. any sense. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix. Yeah. And, and a baseball bat. So why does he pick up a baseball bat, then hit glasses of water onto an alien? Because you could skip the step of the bat, pick up the water and just throw it on the alien. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you don't have to you, swing away. You, you just could, have to pick up the pick up the glass. Even if you wanted to go with the, the, the wife, the wife had a correct premonition. If I'm standing in a living room and there's a giant beastly alien, and I have uh, access to a bat, I'm not scanning my brain for clues from a premonition four years ago or whatever, whenever it was, and then connecting it to the all the little trinkets of cups that the little girl that lives in the house ha- has set aside everywhere. I'm hitting that motherfucking alien with the bat. <laughs> like, yeah. The logic jump there doesn't make sense. Why would he, why would Joaquin Phoenix be holding a, a weapon, a blunt you know, instrument, and the thing that he thinks to do is smash glasses on a mantle? I don't, I don't, I don't think that there's a justification for that, Jeff. To, me, to be fair, he does do both. He hits glasses, he hits the alien. I think the final blow is he hits the alien, the alien falls, and the water falls on the alien, and that's how the alien is killed. But it was just a lot of it was, it was a lot of uh, a lot of movement for not very much outcome. It could have just been like you know hit the alien, he falls, and he the water falls on top of him. It was it was a lot of back and forth, hitting glasses. They, they, and, they didn't even have to have the water thing at all, right? Like just just hit him, Sw- swing away, fucking bash his brain in, you know, like. And and everybody would have been totally fine. The whole water connection thing is completely pointless. And the only thing they the reason they they put it in there is because I don't know movies. <laughs> I will say that this movie is still a great popcorn movie, and I still it's love watching com- it. It's it's enjoyable. If you, go, if you don't think too much into the into these details. It doesn't ruin the fun of the movie. 
Um, All right. Yeah. So I, so, I, I don't know. For, for me, it's, it's, it's a because movies. Because I, I can't justify the logic in the story as to why the aliens would even pick Earth in the first place because of the water situation. And then once they When you're do, looking at Earth from space, what do you see, Jeff? As you you're approaching water. that planet, you'd think that the general or whoever the fucking alien leader was, they would have been like, hey, guys, um, what does that look like down there? If a little glass of water hurts them and kills them, what happens? Okay, if everybody, you know, everybody like checks their iPhone for the weather. You know what I'm saying? When you check your weather, it says humidity. What is the humidity usually, especially in like Pennsylvania? What yeah. if they came? <laughs> I mean, there's water in the air. Yeah. I mean, these guys get out of their ship. They're going to be, you know, dying from the from the water that's in the air. Th- this the is what I'm saying. Like a, a foggy field, they're fucked, right? They're just like, ow, ow. Like this this planet hurts. Can we go back? I, yeah. I feel like they, they would land. They would get out. They'd be like, mm, no. And then they would pack up like, and move nope. right the fuck on. There wouldn't have been an invasion. They wouldn't have... They wouldn't have carried away little children at a, at a birthday party. They wouldn't have, you know, sprayed the alien juice in uh, little uh, Rory Culkin's face. Is it Rory Culkin? Is that the kid that was? Eh, it's one of the Culkins. One of the Culkins. Um, yeah, I, I, it doesn't. It doesn't add up. Like it's a real big hole. Yep. Because because there is no sort of. There's no. There's nothing holding it to, to anything logic wise. But but we trusted. Why? Because movies. Welcome back. Jeff, we never left. <laughs> well, aren't we going to have a commercial for maybe like combos or something that we put in there? Combos? What are those? You know those little pizza roll things. Oh, you mean those delicious combo stuff snacks? Also available in cheddar cheese bacon and sweet barbecue baked cracker, exclusively sold at Walgreens. Yes, those are the ones. Nope, we are a free podcast and don't do ads. Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is an actor with some serious swagger. When Jeff Goldblum is in a film, we at Switch the Envelope on Instagram or at Switch Envelope on Twitter. Understand why you can't spell Goldbloom without a dash of gold. But the gold he brings is not always enough to cover up some of Hollywood's epic plot failures. Independence Day was released, interestingly enough, on July 4th, 1996. (laughs) And talk about Blockbuster. In the 90s, this movie was the definition of a Blockbuster film. Major explosions, aliens, and Will Smith before he reunited with Aunt Viv. Independence Day made a whopping... $817 million at the box office. To put that into perspective, that nearly outsold Avengers Endgame, 2019's highest grossing movie, without adjusting for inflation. So, Corey, what is wrong with Independence Day? Well, not Jeff Goldblum. No, actually, to, to be honest, I like this movie because Jeff Goldblum. You know what? I like this movie because of the chemistry that uh, Jeff Goldblum has with his father. And I like the chemistry that Will Smith has with Jeff Goldblum. And yeah. the characters are good. I mean, even crazy-ass Randy Quaid is fun in this movie. Um, Bill Pullman as the 
as the um, you know U.S. president that declares that it's everybody's Independence Day. Like that's a powerful moment. That was a nice moment, you know. Um, oh come on, that's just that's the cheesiest movie. It's cheesy movie. as fuck, but no, it's, it's his it's, it's his nice. attempt at Braveheart. It's so terrible. It's <laughs> well, no. What's 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 a bit of a a like why why would this happen? Is the U.S. president jumping in a fighter jet? And when going and fighting the aliens. Lost her mom to aliens. Why would that happen? There's no justification for that. He is essentially at that point the like the true leader of the free world. Like everybody on the planet is watching him for what for like leadership for, for this, right? Um, and that's when he gives that speech, you know? And then he decides, I'm gonna go up in a plane and I'm gonna be a fighter pilot like I used to be for the cause. And I guarantee you, nobody would let him do that. And he probably hasn't flown a plane for like 30 years. And I think the technology might have changed by the time he got in a plane again. The only way a president would get into a rough and tumble action sequence (laughs) is because movies. There is no other logical explanation. No, but not only that, but no think about think about how long think about how long your your the process of your life would be from from being in the military to being a president. Okay? I mean, he was a fairly so, young president, so maybe not so far, but it would be like a decade at least. Oh, it right? wouldn't have been ten years. He was like at least okay. So if he was like he was a youngish president. President. Remember right. the storyline: Jeff Goldblum punches him out when they're married, as at being like a senator or something. So mm. it would have been like oh yeah he'd before. already had a, a an existing political career before president. So he was like ten years before. So it'd probably be like twenty years. So fifteen twenty years before. Yeah. So this movie came out in ninety six. So think about what planes he was flying in seventy six. Not the types of planes they had in nineteen ninety six. He wasn't flying the Top Gun F sixteens or F fourteens or whatever they were. I think they're F sixteens. But he was flying. No, he some... would have been on the committee that approved the funding for those planes. <laughs> you have it... no idea how to fly them. But uh, there's a whole lot more going on in that cockpit than just like, re- you know, regular plane stuff because there's weapons tracking and missiles you got to fire and shit and like. <laughs> but let's get to the, let's get to the real plot because there are a lot of plot holes we can go over in this movie. All right, so the real the real big plot hole, Jeff. I think what I know ha- where you're going, but th- you go go with it because okay. this is my big boon with it too. Now the reason we've been talking so much about Jeff Goldblum is because the yeah, end and of the again, movie. There's nothing wrong with Jeff Goldblum in this movie. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen this movie from 1996, the end of the movie, remember, we're kind of doing a theme here. So in this movie, as opposed to in Signs, the way that Jeff Goldblum is able to bring down the alien threat in Independence Day is he takes his 1996 computer made by, you know, do we know what it was made by? It's a it's a Macintosh laptop. It's an Apple laptop. Okay. Yeah. Macintosh, which back then was using the original Macintosh OS, which was a seven point Macintosh OS system seven point four. If any oh, shit, if any <laughs> you of you want to know, deep dive. <laughs> yeah, they weren't even naming them after uh, like woodland creatures or uh, vistas yet. Actually, at the time this came out, seven point four wasn't even called seven point four. It was literally just called Mac OS. It was like the okay. this is like the original OS. Yeah. So Jeff Goldblum's using the Mac OS, and he uploads a virus that apparently. An alien race is compatible with. Not only it is, does he make a virus that um, is compatible with uh, alien technology, the the underlying logic that they're spinning for it 
does kind of support like his strategy at least, right? Not necessarily the execution, but the strategy of like, oh, they're they're set up like um like the web, right? Like they're an interconnected network of of uh, beings, right? Like every spaceship is talking to every other spaceship and then they, it, this hive mind, right? Like they all are all being controlled by the big mothership that's out in actual space in orbit, right? Um, and if you go and you <clears throat> poison the head then, or if you cut off the head of the snake or whatever analogy they, they, they make <clears throat> in the movie, then the rest of the network will collapse. That now, is, I, is sound logic. I actually think I can, you can go, stand by that. You can either go, you can go even further and say that the original theory, I think they start setting up in the movie, which makes the movie kind of cool, is they say that because the alien technology is using their satellites to connect with each other, originally they make it set, they set it up to make you think that they're using our satellites to connect. So if he uploads a virus using the same technology to the satellites, it's going to kill the system, and that virus will go through the network and go through the mothership. In, co- in coding itself, Jeff... There are there are multiple co- coding languages and like none of them talk to each other. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and they're all ours, right? None yeah. of them talk to each other. I saw hackers. I yeah. saw the big books. Right. I saw the you, ten. You got the ten thousand yeah, books know. they had on the table. They like, had are the these, book. Did he look at the at the code and realize like, oh, the pattern here is a little C plus plus. Let me try that, and it worked. Like, <laughs> is that? Did they just happen upon that, or is it like well, this is a little more like JavaScript, guys? They have a, an easier workflow, but not a lot of stuff is going to work. And what's funny is, do you know at that, like now it's hard to think about this because in 2021, there are only a couple of operating systems. There's only like two or three. Yeah, so there's DOS, there's Mac OS, and then there's like Linux. Those are like okay. really the only like major okay, three so platform, like then, basic platforms. To all of you listening who are computer programmers, IT, or in the computer industry, we are not. So, if any of this sounds ridiculous to you, we are sorry. Thank you very much and have a very switchy day. Back then, there was like 15. You'd have to, even just if you wanted to upload a virus back then, you, you couldn't do it just on any computer. So the reason why you see a Macintosh laptop, and that's the one that saves the day, is because Apple paid a ton of money to be in that movie, right? <clears throat> and so and the they only just reason launched their new operating yeah, system and probably their their new line of MacBook Pros that had the cool, <clears throat> you know, plastic colors on them and stuff. Um, that reason alone, the only reason that they were they were using that particular operating system and that Macintosh computer is because movies, because that's the business of making movies, is you get a little bit of funding for your movie by product placement, right? Um, but, but, you know, focusing back on the giant glaring plot hole in this movie, we really didn't even get into how unplausible it would be for Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum to be taking an untested alien ship into the atmosphere on a mothership because movies i can't see a logical justification even within the world for not choosing a better strategy to take down the aliens <laughs> you know you know what i mean like i feel like somebody at that round table would have been like hey you know what um counter thought <laughs> you know because uh, that sounds like a suicide mission and um i think there's a better way you know uh, Maybe they just didn't think to get all of the top minds of uh, of the country or even the world on a fucking video call, uh, you, you know, to 
to figure out the best strategy because clearly that was not the best strategy, but it worked. And, you know, it's, you know, humankind is saved. <laughs> but then they saved the world, right, Jeff? They saved the world. Uh, alien network is down. The fallout of that is, it always made me like, oh, wait, what? Because you attacked the alien yeah. technology. I know where you're going with right? this because I thought the same thing. But not yeah, the they're aliens. all in the ships and they're all crashed, but there's aliens in those ships. Right. Now, those alien ships fell from a great distance in the sky down to the Earth. But theoretically speaking, some aliens probably still survived that fall, yeah. right? You'd have to go through every single one of those ships and then all over the world and clear every single and one clear of them, them out. all out, right? Sounds like you're making a good, I, it, it a is, good yeah. better plot for Independence 2. So... When they made Independence <laughs> Independence Day Part 2, it should have been more about this than about what they actually made. Uh, where we colonized yeah. the moon, Jeff? <laughs> so it should yeah. have been more about this stuff, yeah. like, like living in a world that had aliens running around and had these guys on Earth. And because they were shown the fallout of all this and see what happened after the actual... Um, the actual war, you know, like what, what, what actually happened? See if there was like a war that ensued, you know, that would have been a good part two rather than yeah. what happened. Cause what happened was a fucking terrible movie. But the reason why we look at this movie and we watch this movie as a popcorn movie and we accept the fact that a Mac OS from 1996 could upload a virus <laughs> to a mothership using alien technology that could defeat the whole world. But then the only thing that brings it down is a, <laughs> it's a Apple computer program. The only reason we accept that is why, Corey? Well, because movies, Jeff. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's because movies. There, and there's, there's a ton of other things in this particular movie that you really have to suspend disbelief. <clears throat> um, you know, to, that we, we don't necessarily have time, time to get into, into all of it. I mean, like, why would the aliens target, you know, buildings that are specifically sentimental to humans? Like landmarks and and important buildings and stuff. Because like how, they're listening the in on our now? satellites, dude. Um, yeah, they've yeah, been they're listening to our satellites. Right, so you can justify it. And loosely. all they've been listening in on yeah, is so, chatter about what important places for us and what yeah. type of television we watch that has. Because important- apparently they uh, they just went to like a kiosk that sells postcards, <laughs> and they were just like, "You grab one of all of those. We'll we'll just find those." Thing. Hope you guys like talking about this. This is kind of our new little segment that we did. Instead of doing a, uh, what, Cinovations or Al's Useless Hollywood Facts, we did Because Movies. And I hope you guys like this uh, episode. We're hoping to do a couple more. Hopefully you follow us on Twitter at Switch Envelope. Today, Corey put out a message on Twitter asking for anybody to put out any ideas for movies that have extremely bad plot holes. And we'll go over them. Maybe we'll go over them on the next episode of Because Movies. Maybe we'll even include some of those uh, historical problems, Corey, huh? Oh, you won't let me. That's a whole nother bag of worms where, where we could get into like how movies fucked up actual not history. Not even that, man. <laughs> but that's not, not even that. That's not there really is a the lot spirit of, of that have messed of up this, historical this information. You know, the, the I have a, an, an older acquaintance that gets really hung up on um, the like when there's a period piece that takes place in like the '60s or the '50s. And they go to a diner and there's like plastic squeezy um, ketchup and mustard. 
Like sometimes they'll they'll just put in sort of just like the the mm-hmm. solid red or solid yellow at a diner. But like yeah, plastics use, weren't these glass used these glass in that way till till later. Yeah, it was the tiny little glass jars. And they'll get hung up on on like like oh yeah, the show was good, but like that diner scene where they're using squeeze bottle ketchup. I was like, really? That's what threw you off? He's like, it's not accurate. I lived in okay, that Okay, well, here's a, here's a very easy... And it's not accurate. Here's a very easy one like, yeah, that ooh, is okay. always mis, misunderstood by, script, by people who write scripts. The word hello. The word hello is not around until 1827. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it even became a greeting until... Really? Um, until huh. Thomas Edison <laughs> used it for the phone. If you have anybody in a historical uh, drama using the word hello inaccurate so if they come up to you and they say hello even if they're in a british accent it's completely inaccurate word wasn't invented until 1827 how did people greet each other the more you know jeff the more you know right uh maybe this will be maybe we will spin this off into another (laughs) another little little switchy all kinds of movies where the the screenwriters didn't take the time to look at the historical piece that they're talking about. Um, well, especially for stuff that we sort of take for granted, like the word hello. Like, yeah. I would have never thought to even fact check the word hello in a script, you know, that's in a period prior to a certain date, you know, yeah, 18, well, it's just, whatever. There's li- I mean, just tiny things like that, that you can find that, that throughout history, we now understand is like, Oh, that's just a common thing, but it's not. Wow. You know what I mean? I mean That's that's fascinating. I would really love to talk to scriptwriters before <laughs> about if they do that kind yeah. of research or if they just kind of are writing and they just it goes with their flow, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's no I, I'm fascinated. I could listen to you lecture about uh, historical inaccuracies <laughs> depicted in film all day, Jeff. Awesome. So, yeah. um I st- join my class. We'll call it. We'll call it. Switch the envelope presents class. <laughs> Jeffification. <laughs> Jeffification. There we go. Anyway, yeah. we'd like to thank everybody for listening. Yeah, we, um, we hope you enjoyed um, this new sort of little spinoff of, of Switch the Envelope. Maybe we'll do it on a more regular basis, like Innovations and Al's Useless Hollywood Facts. I, I enjoy this. This is a, a something that I've been saying, you know, amongst friends for a long time. Like we'd have these debates and why? Well, because movies and it was like sort of a sarcastic retort, um, but it works. And if, if you enjoy this, hit us up on Twitter at switch the envelope or at switch envelope uh, or Instagram at switch envelope and let us know what movies you'd like us to cover on because movies. Yeah, definitely check out that thread because we have a big list going and we're excited to really <clears throat> dive deep into this. Can't wait to tear Bridget Jones's diary, a new asshole, Jeff. Oh, fuck that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all the other ones are great, but I'm not going into Bridget <laughs> Jones's diary. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> we're Jeff and Corey, and uh, until next time, we'll see you later, switches. See you later. The following episode was written by Jeff and Corey, produced by Riff Laugh Productions, mixed by a random guy in a garage. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. The following is Riff Laugh Production.